You're listening to Unraveling Rachel. This podcast is all about this journey that we call life and how we can live it more authentically so that it sucks less and feels better. Sounds good, huh? Hello there again, my friends. So in the last episode, I, I've been trying to keep it shorter, first of all, and I was successful last episode, so I want to give myself a little pat on the back there. I talked about hope and a few quotes that I had posted about hope uh, in which I talked about my own experience from going from hopeless to hopeful and how hope is a thought process. I also brought up the opinion stated in a podcast of a coach that I follow that said hope is a problem and how I don't believe that hope is a problem. Hope is a good thing and that all steps should be honored along the way that going from hopelessness to hopeful to doing the thing, all those steps are important and that there are beliefs that act as roadblocks to us along the way. Things that we don't necessarily even know that we're believing. Um, And that it can actually take uh, a fair amount of work to identify these things. Sometimes it's really hard to do just in our own heads, just by observing our own behavior, but that is certainly helpful. This is where meditation is super helpful, journaling, mindfulness practices, and where I think it's especially powerful to uh, have a community of people who can reflect back to what's going on, like an accountability group or uh, a therapist, a coach, um, even close friends can help do it. But um, when we get into friendships and stuff like that, it can be a little muddled because people have their own motivations and interests and sometimes it's in keeping us at their level Uh, if we have hopeless friends and we're starting to get hopeful that can feel really uncomfortable for them Uh, as our thought patterns change and other people see it they may not be as accepting of us and sometimes that's a part of the really big fear that holds us back from changing is losing that sense of belonging But what I wanted to talk about in this podcast um, are a few words and phrases that you can look for to identify your limiting beliefs. So I've got um, like five, five words and phrases that you can look for to identify your limiting beliefs. Um, And some of them are are groups because they're kind of similar. So the first that I want to talk about is have and need. When we're talking about like wanting to do something, wanting to get something done, having this desire, this hope for something, this want for something, like when I wanted to create this podcast, I thought, well, I have to have a logo first. I need to have a really fancy microphone. I need to have a website. I need to have someone who edits it. Um, I've got to learn how to um, 
speak better, blah, 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 all these things. I have to do this. I need this. And I had a friend say, do you really? Do you, why do you need a website? You don't need a website. You just need a microphone and something to record on. And it doesn't have to be a fancy microphone. Oh, well, but if it's not good enough, the sound quality, da, 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 da. And all of these things were like not entirely true. They were just things that I believed, things that I thought were necessary. And here I am right now sitting in my closet. My podcasting microphone has broken. So I'm using my Bose headphones that don't sound the best. I'm sorry for that, but I, I am getting a replacement here soon. Um, and I'm doing it. And I still don't have a website and I still don't really have a logo. I designed something myself in Canva for the cover art because I was like, I just get it done. I just do it. I don't need any of those things to have a podcast. Now, maybe having those things later will make my podcast more attractive to listeners or more attractive to sponsors or something like that. But I don't really need those things to do it. And I in just letting go of those thoughts and, and realizing that they were holding me back, I am now doing the podcast and it feels really freaking good. Um, another thing I want to point out is that the word have or need or must, like it implies that we are like have means we have no choice, like that there's absolutely no way of doing it unless we have that thing. Um, but we actually get to choose like that was a choice of mine. That's what I mean. It wasn't an absolute, it has to be this there. Like I have to have a website or I can't do that there. I didn't need a website. I was choosing to believe that I needed a website before I could make my podcast or a logo before I could make my podcast or, um, those things that I needed. Um, when really like, I was, I was making it way more complicated than it needed to be. So when we see have or need, or we catch ourselves saying that is, I think it's good to stop and question just how true is that? And according to who, is it possible to do it another way? Why do I believe that thing? And then the next one, and this is like, I, maybe I should have saved this for last because I feel like it's like the big one. Should. I should whatever. I should clean my room. I should eat more cabbage. I shouldn't drink coffee. According to who? Again, according to what? Should? in my experience, usually comes from some external ideal, from someone else's uh, opinions and ideas and beliefs. Um, and it kind of implies that there's something wrong with not eating cabbage, or there's something wrong with not cleaning your room, or that you're not good enough if you're not doing that thing that you think that you should do. And that's probably not true. 
Um, you know, there are some things like, well, you know, right now, should you keep your distance from people? Yes. <laughs> yes, you should. Um, but should feeling like you're sheltering in place and you really should be organizing your closet. Well, why? Because you saw some post on Instagram that said, like, if you're not making something of this time, like, are you, are you really living? Like, are you living into your full potential? That's someone else's belief, you know? You, maybe what's right for you is taking the naps because in all the hustle and bustle of life before the sheltering in place thing, you weren't getting enough sleep. So maybe you shouldn't clean your closet and you should, for yourself, take a nap. But when the word should comes up, I think it's really important to see if it's truly an internally, like, um, like a intuitively driven desire or if it is someone else's belief or thought that we're putting on ourselves and how is that keeping us from just being who we are and from allowing ourselves to um, be the way that we are meant to be and accept new beliefs about life that align us more with our purpose. Okay, the next is a pair, and that's always and never. I am so guilty of this. I mean, really, I've been guilty of all of these, but always and never, I am still working on them. It's black and white thinking, and it's thinking that we know it all, and it closes out possibility well like I I can never get this right or you always dismiss my feelings you can um you never pick up your socks like it comes that these two words are so common in speech for most of us and they matter big time because they're not true. They're not, it, it's um, always, never, assumes 100% of the time this, 100% of the time that. And that's pretty much not how life typically works because no one's perfect. No one's 100% all of the time and it closes off um, the possibility for anything else so it's like oh I'll I'll never um, lose weight you know oh I always quit well if if I and I used to think this this was a a limiting belief of mine that I picked up um, from my childhood that oh I always quit so what's it matter Um, and if I'm believing that I'll always quit then it's like whether I think I can or I can't that's what's going to happen and it's not true that I always quit anyway so when the words come up I think it's important to examine you know is that true and why do I think that way um yeah 
I'll, I'll never be able to do that. That was a, a big thing for me. I was like, well, why? Because I'll always quit. Those two went, those were, those were a big, big power, power limiting belief for me that still comes up sometimes, but because I have the awareness of these cues, I'm able to see it and kind of go, oh, hey, I see you. Thanks. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change that thought now. And then the next one is can't. Again, can't turns off all possibility. Like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't start a podcast. Oh, I can't speak in front of people. I can't walk a slack line. I, that's just, how do you know that you can't? Have you tried? Sometimes I think people say, like, in the case of losing weight, oh, I can't lose weight. Well, because I've tried and I didn't. But there was a time when we couldn't walk and we tried and we couldn't, but we kept trying. We kept, you know, giving it a go until we did. There was a time when we couldn't do a lot of things until we learned to. We couldn't do uh, calculus. Maybe some of us still can't. How about we couldn't, we couldn't read. We couldn't spell. We couldn't talk. We couldn't walk. We couldn't drive a car. We couldn't make coffee. We couldn't make spaghetti. We couldn't use a computer or an iPhone because iPhones didn't even exist and then they did and now we can use them. So to say I can't do that is giving up before we've tried and it's not, it, it can be true. Like I can't ski right now, but it doesn't mean that I'll never be able to ski. And if I want to learn to ski, then I can't ski yet. You know, there's, it's, so if you find yourself saying can't, I guess my, my advice, my invitation would be to see why you think that, as with all of these, and then see if you can say, I can't dot, dot, dot yet, and shift the thinking. Because it's like the little little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. Shift that thinking and then we can. And that going from can't to like I can't to I think I can is the hopeless to the hope. And then the I am into the doing. And these words we can find pop coming up in our thoughts anytime we're up leveling and shifting. And the last one that I want to mention is but. And this comes up like, well, yeah, I could start a podcast, but, and that's an excuse. Well, I want to write a book, but, well, I'd like to lose weight, but, I'd cook more, but, (laughs) and there's always an excuse after it and it totally like throws out the window the thing that we've just said and totally justifies why it's not and it holds us back so anytime there's a but 
evaluate what comes after the but statement. I'd like to cook more, but I don't have the time. I want to make music, but I don't have the time. Do we truly not have the time? Are we not making time a priority? Um, (laughs) My favorite, and this isn't necessarily a limiting belief, but um, I hate it. I'm sorry, but... Well, then you're not sorry. Like, it totally... I'm, I'm sorry, but... Da, 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 da. It's just justifying, like, your stance and negating being sorry. Okay, that was a little bit of a, a sidetrack thing. However, um... But... But... Doesn't help us. But shows us an excuse and often it's not true so again it's looking at what follows the but asking is that true how can it maybe be different how is there a workaround how is there a way that there actually could be more time because maybe time really is a hard thing to come by because you've got kids and you've got obligations and all sorts of things, but, but perhaps there is a way to create more time, but I don't have the time, but whatever, like how, how true is that? And where is there possibility for a different, different version of things there? So those are the words to look out for if you are trying to shift some beliefs, trying to go from hopeless to hopeful, trying to figure out what is holding you back. Look for the words have, need, should, always, never, can't, and but. And those will be great clues to what beliefs, what thoughts you're continuously thinking that are your beliefs that you're seeing as truth that are shaping the way that you see the world and preventing it from being any other way. And once you can identify the thoughts that are at the core of those beliefs, you can start thanking those thoughts because they've served you, creating new thoughts, creating new patterns, new beliefs, and shaping the world into what you want it to be without ever changing much of the outside circumstance, really just shifting internal thinking, which is so cool and so freaking magical. I just absolutely love it. So I hope that that was helpful for you. If you have any questions about this, feel free to send me a message. I'm over on Instagram at Unraveling Rachel. I'd be happy to chat with you there. And I share a lot more stuff over there just about life and quotes and um, all kinds of things. So I, I hope that you are safe and well and we'll chat again soon. Lots of love.